All right, welcome back to the Fast Break, episode 132. And today we'll be doing kind of similar we did yesterday, but uh, Eastern Conference now going over the first few games of the playoffs. And uh, we're also going to be going over uh, our thoughts on the play-in tournament because we never, react, we never reacted to that, as well as uh, some of the recent news with most improved player going to Julius Randle and sixth man of the year going to Jordan Clarkson. So, Aaron, let's start with your uh, reactions to some of the awards. Um, I think both of them went as we predicted. Jordan Clarkson kind of had a rough stretch last month and a half of the season, really wasn't playing as good, kind of shooting bad shots with Donovan Mitchell was out, really uh, didn't play that well. But he still won, as expected, 65% of the votes. Ingles was runner-up with 34% of the votes. Jazz players got 99% of the votes. I, I, I would – be uh very very uh intrigued if another if another six man of the year race had the first and second uh players as uh from the same team because if you think about it if the six man of the year is uh i guess it's more of the best player off the bench award and uh yeah most improved julius randall 96 percent of the votes that's uh kind of kind of to be assumed uh as he was obviously the biggest jump i think michael board jr got a vote and uh, Jeremy Grant got like two votes. So other than that, a pretty uh, clean sweep, kind of what we expected. What did you think? What do you think of the awards kind of like trickling in throughout the playoffs instead of uh, one big award ceremony? Uh, I definitely like this better. I still wish that uh, we would kind of have what we used to do where the MVP, I guess this year wouldn't really make much of a difference, but uh, like the last game of the regular season, the MVP award is handed out or the first game of the playoffs, kind of like uh, the iconic image with Derrick Rose in 2012 with the Bulls. Uh, it was just a cool thing to be able to hoist the trophy in front of your home crowd. Um, but, yeah, with this year's award so far, uh, pretty pretty much what I expected. Uh, you made good a good point where basically the second-best six-man of the year is really, I guess, the seventh man for the Jazz. Yeah. Um, but well, also – and well, I he expect- also started 30 games. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I also expected Julius Randle without much competition. So not much surprise with these two awards. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't know if any of them are going to have much of a surprise other than coach of the year could go many directions. But, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, let's talk about the play-in now. Uh, the Eastern Conference was very anticlimactic as none of the games were remotely close. But uh, the West had some very interesting games uh, where this – all three games were very close. So, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the uh, play-in on the Western side? I mean, it, it was really interesting. I mean, we had a team that would have made the playoffs in a normal year lose, which is uh, something that you kind of have to feel bad for the Warriors. I mean, they had won eight of nine leading up. Jermon's insane defense and Curry, great game as predicted. I mean, this would have been a really fun uh, uh, playoff team. And I guess this is kind of the downsides of the play-in that, uh, that they didn't get a chance to make the playoffs, but – yeah, uh, it, it was really excitingly up to it. Obviously, in the East, uh, not not quite as fun. I mean, you you're over here saying the Hornets have a chance uh, if they can lock down Karis LeVert. Well, guess what? Karis LeVert didn't even play, and uh, they still lost by 30. So, uh, and then of course the uh, the Pacers lost by 30 to the Hornets. So, I, or the, the Wizards. So, I guess the Hornets would have lost by 60. The Wizards uh, by 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 uh, my maths, but. Yeah, uh, it, it was interesting. I think, honestly, the lead-up to it with all the fights for the standings and whatnot is uh, kind of an added bonus, maybe even better than the actual games, especially in the East. But uh, it, it was a fun change. I'm interested to see if they keep it. Uh, and um, But, yeah, overall, I would say it was a success. 
Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I those were uh, a couple of people at lunch were saying those are the first NBA games they've watched since December. Um, so I think uh, the league kind of accomplished what they were trying to do. And I think uh, in the Western Conference, obviously we probably want everybody wanted to see Golden State and Steph Curry in the playoffs, but uh, John Morant and Memphis is not a bad consolation prize, and it it definitely accomplished everything the NBA was looking for. Um, high 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 drama games, so. Oh, now I guess into the playoffs, we'll turn over to the Eastern Conference uh, where uh, Philadelphia and Washington uh, is a 1-8 matchup that leads 2-0. I mean, I would say this is the least exciting uh, series of any of the ace series or at least has the least storylines. I mean, this is what most years' playoffs are like in the 1-8 or even 2-7. Like, the better team wins. It's usually not that close. Usually a big disparity. Uh, obviously got more interesting in the West. I think the the Grizzlies are a far better team as well. Uh, I'd be surprised if the Wizards win a game. They could uh, win game four if the uh, Sixers want to rest their players a bit. But uh, there's not really too much to say here. I mean, uh, Bradley Beal is really good and Russell Westbrook's really good. But the 76ers is really, really good and a real title contender. We're my favorite in the East at, at one point, even when the Nets got their trio. And I, I really like that team. So. Yeah. Yeah, we completely agree. A pretty boring series. Um, actually, two games that were remotely close, uh, except for game two of the scoreline ended up being 25 points. But game one was only a seven-point game most of the way. But it never really seemed that the Wizards were, were close to getting over the hump. Um, but not much to talk about. I think Philly wins in four or five. Biggest storyline there is the fans dropping popcorn on Russ's head. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, I don't know. It seems like some fans are getting out of line, like also spitting on Trey Young. That was weird. People are getting heated. Like people are like so mad. Like, yeah, like I guess when you haven't been in the arena in over a year, I guess we should expect not even the that. fans, but like just like the media and like former NBA players, like they're like so upset. Like they're like figure out these guys' names, trying to get like camera scans, and like, uh, it's crazy. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, you shouldn't be throwing popcorn if someone just got injured. Or it, and then at, okay, I'm going to bring Goldie into this, even though he wasn't even he's not on the show today. But he said Russell Westbrook should have been mad. Um, but I mean, the man just got injured and then got popcorn dropped in his head while he's sweaty and playing a game in the playoffs. And I don't know. I probably would have reacted the same way. So I mean, it took like eight guys to hold him down. He's about to have mouse in the palace part two. Remember when Isaiah Thomas like stormed to the stands if the guy wanted a frosty? I there's I don't know there's you're, you're, we, we've been close especially with, with Russell Westbrook we've been close to a couple males at the palace. This is group. a wait I this is a classic Isaiah Thomas story Isaiah Thomas Jr. the short guy. Um so yeah the the, the Sixers had a policy where uh, if a guy missed two free throws everyone got a frosty kind of like you know in baseball games where they throw yeah. how many however many strikeouts you win like strikeouts. yeah whatever anyways uh so he missed his first two free throw. And, the, and this guy in the stands was, like, screaming at him and was, like, just saying, like, the worst things imaginable. And Isaiah, like, runs into the stands and starts, like, yelling in this guy's face. And he's, like, sorry, I just wanted a frosty. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. This is a couple years ago, but uh, oh just, just a classic story. That's that's crazy. I've never I've never heard that story, but uh, I'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll go to the other fan incident, but uh, New York and Atlanta, two – Two pretty good games, actually, right around 100 points for both teams, and uh, came down to the came down to the final minutes. 
Yeah, I mean, both these games have been really exciting. I think uh, game two, I, I, I stayed up to watch the end of that. Just a game of runs. Like, it, it, at some points, it seemed like each team was pulling ahead. I mean, we had the Knicks, like, 38 or 30-10 run at some point, uh, around half, right after half, and then Hawks 11-0 run at one point. I mean, just back and forth the whole time. Really competitive. Uh, surprising to me. I mean, this Hawks team is really, really uh, deep on paper. Obviously, Chris Dunn has missed the whole year, and they've had injury issues throughout. But, like, when everyone's there, the, as we saw at the start of the year, like, some you and Nick had them, like, maybe even three or four in the, in the East if everything went right. Obviously, everything didn't go right. They had kind of a bit of a coaching fiasco in the start. And, uh, obviously, Nate McMillan has really helped them. But this Knicks team, like, they, they they are a lot better than they are on paper. I mean, they are starting – weirdest thing. They are starting – oh, who is it? They're starting um, Alfred Payton. They, they've started him every game, and he's he played five minutes in game two. Like, they're starting him and then putting – like, they're starting him just because Tibbs, like, wants – he's, like, so stuck with starting who he wants to start, but he's not even playing – uh, but I don't know. That's kind of a pointless thing to say. But, yeah, I, it's a really good series. This is a series I would say is most likely to go to seven. It's a really fun to follow. Um, and I think both these teams have a chance to uh, – I mean, they're both first-time playoff teams, or they, they, at least these players as a grouping. And, uh, yeah, it, really interesting to follow. Yeah, two are very – these teams are very juxtaposed, as we've been learning about in English class. Uh, different – different styles, different types of players, and yet they're uh, coming together to make a great series here. Uh, I, I completely agree. I could see this one going six or seven. Um, I've seen some unjust Trey Young slander from uh, especially Stephen A. Smith. Uh, see the others. thing the mayor said of New York? About who? The mayor of New York said. Oh, yeah, Bill de Blasio. I don't know. So All dumb. Oh, my gosh. He's people are saying Trey Young's like – even Stephen A. saying he's not playing real basketball. He needs to, like, stop taking all these – saying stop trying to be Steph Curry. I think Charles Barkley said that too. Um, it's annoying I mean, to watch, but like he's like, it's, it's like, you're allowed to do that. He's scoring points. I don't, I, don't I, I find it fun to watch. I mean, it's, it's basically the same thing as Steph Curry. And, well, it's not fun to watch the player shoot 25 free throws in a game, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm saying some of that stuff, but people are saying he needs to stop taking all these threes and taking so many shots, but I mean, he's their best player. He's a fun guy to watch. He's very, eccentric and he's a uh, uh, some of his trash talk and on court stuff has come out in the series he's quickly becoming one of my favorite players I just think playing his game is what's made him who he is he's always been uh, since he was at since he was at, at Oklahoma his style has always been critiqued heavily but he's gotten to where he is an all-star in year two last year and uh, I think he's, he's going to lead his team to a playoff series win Oh, sorry. I was not paying attention. I was reading the uh, story about the Frosty to make sure I had my facts right. I'll read that at the end of this episode. Um, are we still talking Knicks Hawks? Uh, no, I'm not. I was just I was ranting about uh, why Trey Young. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think of Gallinari's mohawk? Do you see that? Uh, yeah, it was bad. That was that was really bad. Oh, my uh, gosh. He's had it before. It's not good. It's not yeah. a good state. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's besides the point. Uh, next, Milwaukee, Miami. Um, it's kind of surprised, but Milwaukee's blowing them out, and I think they're gonna sweep them. I mean, uh, that's kind of that is a bold take. Um, other than this uh, Nets series, the Bucks had the highest odds of winning their their series, at least the Vegas odds and whatnot. 
Nets are like minus or I don't know, minus or plus like 20,000 or something. It's ridiculous. I mean, talk about that after this, but the Bucks have been rolling. I mean, they win game one, making five threes. Like five, that, that is absolutely like you've made five threes in a game, I think this year, or maybe it was four, but it, absolutely crazy. You 48 minutes, you make five threes as a team. Uh, and, and the Bucks locked down Jimmy Butler. He's, he's kind of being taken away from the w- rim and he's shooting threes, which he doesn't really do. I mean, he shot nine threes in, in the game, which is mostly shot in like three years. He's really a player that gets to the rim. Uh, pr- pretty physical matchup. Uh, Bam and Jimmy just had some bad games, but uh, Bucks just rolling. I mean, 46-20 first quarter. You missed the first 10 minutes of that game, nothing to see because absolutely smoked them earlier. I think one one statistics here, Giannis is a third worst free throw percentage in the playoffs of all time. This guy did not make a play a free throw to save his life, but it also takes him about 13 seconds to shoot every one of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they never call that, but it okay. Another thing that bugs me, players cross the line every single time. Like, you know how you're supposed to stand outside the three-point line until they shoot it? They just like stand like right next to them. Like yeah. uh so annoying, but yeah. Yeah, uh, after game one where they barely won, I thought this, this series would be really close, but the Heat have uh, not been shooting the ball well at all. And uh, this game is this series will not be going on much longer. And uh, I thought Milwaukee could have a chance to knock off Brooklyn, but I think without DiVincenzo, that chance is probably a lot slimmer now. Yeah. All right, uh, final series now, Brooklyn-Boston. Um, two pretty good teams on paper, but Brooklyn's much better, much talented, much more talented than uh, – Boston without Jalen Brown, Tatum's kind of on his own. Yeah, uh, even with Jalen Brown, like this might have gone like four or five, maybe. Like the Nets are, they don't even have to play to their full capacity. I mean, they they were like lackadaisical in the first half of game one, and they still ended up winning by a bunch. So, I mean, it's just too easy for them. Like the Celtics, their only hope is their defense. And even then, it's just, it, it, it's a blowout. I mean, the Nets are so good. I think they're pretty much everyone's favorite in the East, and I'm not sure who could. I, I mean, I guess the Bucks and the 76ers are the players or the teams that they could potentially lose to. But I, personally, I think they. Well, I guess the Bucks have kind of been on a roll, but I, I think the 76ers is going to be a good matchup. I talked about that with Nick, but other than that, like they they are just so good. Yep, yeah, uh, Boston kind of the same boat as Miami right now, just not not hitting shots. Um, this year is probably going only going to four. Maybe Boston steals one at home, but I doubt that. Like you mentioned, Brooklyn, they've won games with, with only one of their stars, and right now they've got all three healthy playing well. So this team look, looks absolutely unstoppable. So we'll do the same thing we did with the West uh, yesterday. Right now, who's your pick to get out of the Eastern Conference? I got the Nets. All right. Once again, I agree. This is the first time. In a while, I think we've had the same two conference winners. Okay, but if we get a Nets-Jazz final, Nets are winning in four. Like, that's not even – I've watched this Jazz team all season. They are no matchup for this Nets team. Absolutely uh, insane super team. I think the best chance of any team, even if it's Lakers-Nets, I would – I mean, I, this 76ers team is really good. So, I, I, I don't see a huge match for them. They're, they're, they're so good. Yeah, I think the best finals for the league – and what the NBA probably wants is Lakers Nets. I think that series. I mean, yeah. it's you can't count LeBron out in the finals, yep. even though he did get swept by the the Warriors. Um, but I think he makes a series interesting. But right now, it's Brooklyn's looking unstoppable. Hundred percent. 
All right. So I think that's all we got. I got uh, to frost- share the Frosty story. All right. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. With three minutes and six seconds. Oh, this is NBC News. With three minutes and six seconds left in the fourth and the game no longer in doubt, Thomas stepped to the line for two. The only drama left for the sellout crowd was whether Thomas would miss both free throws and earn fans a free Frosty from Wendy's through the team's Frosty freeze-out promotion. Thomas missed the first, raising the crowd to a fever pitch. Then Thomas sank the second, denying the crowd the free frozen treat. During the ensuing timeout, there was a commotion near the Wizards' bench. It was announced shortly after that Thomas had been ejected for going to the stands. After the game, he explained what happened. So this is his quote. So when I missed the first free throw and made the second, I'm running back and the fan has both of his middle fingers up and says, F you explicit three times. <laughs> then the timeout goes and I go into the stands to confront him. I say, don't be re- disrespectful. That's all I said. I'm a man before anything and be a fan. And his response was, I'm sorry. I just wanted a frosty. <laughs> that's, that's what what day was this? What was the date of the story? I mean, this is he played for the Wizards at this point, so I I don't know, two years ago. There's a video of it too. I'll send you it. That's unbelievable. I'll have to I'll have to watch that. All right. Um, we've got a fun episode tomorrow, though. I'll be quizzing Aaron on where NBA players went to college. So be sure to tune into that one. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you for that tomorrow.